You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, you know who I am. I'm Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. I'm so grateful that you are joining me from all over the world today. And, you know, I can just truly say with all of the faith that's on the inside of me, I believe that the Spirit of God has attracted you here so that you can receive the downloads, the insights, Site, you know, just that one missing ingredient that you've been searching for for your life, and I'm so excited about it. Well, how are you doing? It feels like a summer day here in Atlanta, beautiful day outside. I'm looking uh, out of my office window and just so grateful for this day and so grateful that every week you just open up your heart, your spirit, your home and just allow me to come in with some very powerful guests that uh, are really transforming your life. Well, today I have back with me uh, my mentor, James Powers, and we're going to be talking about part two about the the power of the ego and really excited about that. We're going to get right to that. But it is Mother's Day weekend here in the U.S. And I just want to say a happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers and uh, uh, what you do on earth. I heard Oprah Winfrey say being a mother is one of the most most important uh, jobs or, or positions uh, that anybody could really aspire to. So I want to say happy Mother's Day. So you might be saying, well, Constance, I'm not a mother biologically and I can really relate to that. But I have a question for you. Have you coached, mentored, counseled, nurtured anybody? And the answer to that is yes. And so you are really mothering people from that perspective. And so I know in my own life, I don't have children biologically, but I never would have Imagine in a million years that I would be coaching and mentoring and counseling <laughs> and teaching and training people all over the world. And uh, a lot of my clients call me mom. And it's so interesting. One of my clients said, mom, you have um, you have uh, Japanese daughters, uh, uh, African-American, white. Uh, Latino, Hispanic, and I had never thought of it, but it's so true. And, and I'm just so blessed and honored. So guys, if you want to follow me on social media, Instagram is LOA Constance, and it's the same thing for Twitter. And my Facebook page is Coach with Constance. And check me out. You'll get to see me and feel me sort of uh, in a different vibration. I share some very inspirational posts for you. But you also get to see a very personal side of my life. And uh, remember, I have over 500 
archived podcast for your inspiration and motivation. You can check it out. You know that by going to LOARadioNetwork.com and then clicking on my picture. And of course, my website is FulfillingYourPurpose.com. And I know this show is a blessing to you, is nurturing you, is transforming you, and is changing your life. So while you're on my website, uh, I'm going to invite you and thank you in advance to hit that donate button. And uh, just so grateful for all of my listeners. So I think I'm about finished. We're going to go to this quick commercial and then I'm going to be right back with uh, James Powers. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, I'm back. And guess what? We are so honored and blessed to have with us again, uh, James E. Powers. And he's coming back for part two to talk about the power of the ego over your destiny and your manifestations. Anybody in the house interested in that? And, you know, I I just want to thank him in advance for the time, effort, prayer, meditation that he really puts into coming on the show. I never take that for granted. I know that you don't because of all of the emails that I'm receiving from you. So many of you are like, when is James Powers coming back on? And uh, I looked on social media uh, past the powers and somebody called us the dynamic duo. So I, I don't know. But anyway, James Powers, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Well, I'm really always willing to say yes to your request, because when I ask you, is do you, do you believe there's something that I can do on the show that will be a blessing to your audience? And when you say that, Yes, and I say yes, so I'm going to be grateful for that. And all your wonderful listening, listeners on planet Earth and those who may be in space stations, wherever they are around the globe, we are grateful to be here. And I can say to you that it's important that you know that I am changing what during the time I'm being on this show and preparing. It has been an exciting venture, and I'm eager to get you involved in what we've been involved, and I look forward to it. So let's go ahead and, and get started. Uh, you talked, uh, the last time you were here, we did part one of the power of the ego over our destiny and manifestation. And this is part two. 
So I'm going to let you start. Where do you want to start? Do you have an intro? Are we going to summarize some things that you shared before? So I'm going to follow your lead. Very well. Okay. Well, first of all, um, last time we had the title was the power of the power of the ego over our destiny and manifestations. Mm -hmm. And I'll take a moment to do a little bit reviewing. I believe that one of the things that happened to us with our destiny, because people always want to fulfill their destiny and then they are always interested in manifesting. And once I begin to study and research, I realize that there's something that can stand in the way and work against both your destiny and manifestation. So today we are going to continue and by reviewing and looking at the nature of the ego, the who, what, how, and why of it. And once we talk about this thing called the ego, it's really, who am I? So all doing this, the question is, who am I? And I want you to be asking that question. The real or true you, or may I say the fake or false one. The false self rests on the surface as the self, present, as the self is presented to the world. Now it stands in contrast to the true self. It hides behind the images and the, and the facades. It, it's not out there. The true self is the feeling self. Mm but it is the self that must be hidden and denied. So what I want you to know, it's not the ego as I've always thought, even when I was taking psychology in college some 40 years ago almost, it was, ego was mentioned by a few people and all of a sudden I started hearing that this ego is not just about your, somebody have a big ego, that means they're full of a lot of stuff, that's not what it is. This ego here is your conscious mind. It's really a part of your identity that we all consider to be our S-E-L-F. And if you say someone, as I said, her to have this big ego, then you are saying that they are too full of themselves, maybe. Mm. But then there's the I and the self of any person. That's that thinking person, feeling person, willing person distinguishing itself person and the selves to other. And as I mentioned last week, it's the portion of your personality and my personality which experiences itself as the self and the I through what we call perception. So that's what I want you to know. But I want to sneak something in that's very powerful. The ego, as we know it, has an issue. Fear is the emotion that is the foundation of our egos. Mm. Did I hear that? Fear. You know, we, the great thing we, many people fear is death. Did you know they found that the ego, in order to continue to survive, it is afraid that you won't be able to live your life as long as it's living itself through you. And it's afraid of dying, too, because it can be completely destroyed and you can start living your life. So I want you to know that when we're talking today, this is a serious matter, both technically, uh, philosophically, spiritually and otherwise. So who am I, James Powers? I'm spirit. I'm soul. I'm body. 
And I have all of the efforts I'm making now toward living my life the way the life wants to live through me. So that's where I am looking at that. And I'll pause for a moment. And Constance? Well, 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 you know, when you said fear, it's like the foundation that underpins the ego. I mean, I know that that's true in my life and has been true and still creeps up in my life just over the last two weeks. And so for listeners that, you know, might want to uh, take a risk or do something different or be somebody different or say or think differently, fear just sort of has us paralyzed. Is that right? Absolutely. And because of that, they said that which we fear come upon us. Mm-hmm. And I want to let you know that one of the most powerful forces on planet Earth and in the universe is the power of fear. Likewise, the power of faith. But the power of fear is dominating your life. And if you are not living the life minus the ego's power, then you are under the grips of the existence of the ego. Uh, Constance, I wanted to say something that I should have said earlier. This idea of fear for us ought to not be taken lightly. I was looking, and one of the things they call it, this looking glass self. And I want you to listen to this. We were talking about this. So there are three main components of this looking glass self. Watch this. First, we as human, we imagine how we must appear to others. So we, 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 when we meet people or we're getting ready to meet people, we are imagining how we want to appear before them. Mm-hmm. That's the first part of the looking glass. Thing. The second one says we then imagine the judgment that that appearance may bring. Somebody may not like us. So guess two things. We imagine that somebody is not going to like me. And then the final thing is we begin to develop ourselves through the judgments of others. So we begin to behave now based on the way other people meet us and treated us in that first meeting, which means then you're no longer living your true life. Your ego now is realizing so it can be protected. I'll do what I need to do rather than not be accepted. Oh, boy, that is so good. And, and, and I know certainly in my own life, personally, that is something that I've had to work through over the years. And uh, that real version of who we are, I guess you call it that authentic version, version cannot emerge while the ego is in the driver's seat. Absolutely. In other words, if there is no room for the real true me, James Powers, and the ego, it will not take a back seat to my true self, except it is removed totally. And most people aren't aware that they are not living their true self. They are just operating out of what the ego of all the accumulations of how we have lived from the time we were babies and teenagers and adolescents and all of those kind of things. And now we are running on automatic pilot and don't even have to worry about the ego asking for permission. 
it automatically runs. And that is a significant, significant form of slavery. Oh, that's powerful. You know, the last time uh, you were on, you talked about developing identity or a sense of self. Sort of review that for us. What, what do you mean by that and why is that important? A sense of self in definition form is defined as my perception of myself. I have to have some sense of how I perceive myself. And each person's sense of self, listen to this, is directly related to how they feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that then, in turn, determines the level of my self-esteem and confidence or like they are. So when people are walking around with a, maybe I don't have a great self-image, it's like we started because we didn't have a good sense or perception of who we are. And that could be for a number of things over whatever number of years you've been living. So at this point, that then gives away to having this kind of identity that's not by design, it's by default. Mm. And so we need to be asking ourselves, who am I? You know, who am I? What is my identity? Is that right instead of just operating on autopilot? We do because we need to do it often enough because the identity is concerned. Our identity is largely concerned by that question. Who are you first? Who are you and who am I? What does it mean to be who we are? Mo do you, you may be surprised and we may think we know all about this, but I'm relearning the fact that I have not been in touch with the true me often enough to defeat the working automatic pilot of the false self. So yes, who am I? We ask that question. And our identity, I go to the next level, about our identity. We all have an identity. And as Erickson said, uh, Eric Erickson, he said, what he used the term ego identity which he conceived of doing uh, an enduring and continuous sense of who we are. That's what it is. It's our continuous sense of who we are. It's called our identity. The ego identity allows me to merge into the different versions of myself, my husband self, my wife self, all those things are sitting there working. So, if we don't have a sense of who we are and don't have an identity, that automatically gives the, uh, the our ego the full range of doing all that we are not deliberately doing. It just automatically does it by default. Wow. And, and so for listeners who are trying to manifest, because this is all about how our how the power of the ego has really impacted our destiny and our manifestations. So if listeners don't know their identity or if that false ego is in the driver's seat, it's going to impact their manifestations, right? And that's why this is so important to me. It is absolutely important. The idea that I'm going to try to manifest something from a place in me that does I'm not living, mm. then why am I going to 
manifest without the full knowledge of who I am and how much I'm allowing my ego to control my life. And if I'm really, as you said earlier, if I'm trying to, I, I want to know what my destiny is. I'm destined to definitely want to know my purpose and my destiny. Which person, the ego living person or the true person? And if we never ask the question, we'll shuffle through life looking for a destiny and we're just on a journey going somewhere and we just end up where we are and assume that's what it is. This is a large piece of the equation. I can't get manifestations out of not knowing first who I am and what I want as who I am. So, So how would a listener sort of begin to become aware of what is my real identity? What what would that look like? How how would people know their real identity? Well, well, first of all, I, for, I had to revisit this. My true identity, how does my true identity come about? It comes about through what is called self-awareness. By letting go of conditioned thoughts. Mm. See, these th- this thing about our thoughts having a significant negative impact on who we are, we become self-aware. That's one thing about the human being. I don't know whether animals have this, because I'm not one, obviously. Mm-hmm. But self-awareness is I become aware that I'm alive, awake. I know, I know who I am. I know who I am. I haven't even addressed the question. I'm defining myself in relationship to other people. So, yes, the beliefs we have and the thoughts we have are the determining factors of how we get to live our real identity. So we have to beware of our thoughts, both negative and positive, because we can say things that are positive that's not in the direction of where we're going and to help us get there. So absolutely, it's our thoughts, it's our thoughts, it's our thoughts. At the level of your choices, at this level, your choices are in alignment when you have the right thought, your choices are in alignment with your true identity. And as your life circumstances change, you begin to integrate those experiences into your identity. In other words, I'm looking at a child now who is about 15 months old, and I'm watching them walk without natural knowledge through every stage, doing everything according to the textbook without ever having to go to school. I'm willing to go back and say, I need to take a look at myself to see who is who am I? How did I get here? What are my fears? And we'll come later on and give you some assignment. But absolutely. If not, we'll face other things. We will lose our identity and run into something like identity crisis, an identity crisis. That's where we don't know. We are running into a problem. We are asking ourselves, is this the fake self, even if we ask it, or is it the real me? And that's when I want to ask the question for people, how do you come to know your real self? Yeah. First of all, being aware of, first of all, how you think. You just have to begin to not just let yourself think unguarded. You have to have guarded thinking. Your thoughts 
are the most important part of this transformation. Now, remember, we are going through what we call a transformation. We are transforming from living the false self with the ego being the, the, key, key, the key person to being our true self. And that's a transformation. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's, that's what I want you to do. If I could use an example here, Constance, I'll use okay. it last time and I'll do it quickly. You ask, how do we how do we know that? There's a wonderful story, a biblical story, and I said it last time. This man had a son, two sons. One of them uh, went to his father and said, I want my inheritance. I want everything now. His father gave it to him. He went off into another country, spent the money, had a good time, did all kinds of things, and then he didn't have any money. He didn't have anything to eat. He then had to begin to eat with the servants who were always feeding the pigs and the, and the other animals, but basically the pigs, and he found himself having to eat what the pigs were eating, which was absolutely atrocious to even think about for a Jewish person. And after he got down at his worst position, he thought about something that he knew he had. He thought about the, his daddy and the servants back home, and this is what he said. He said, you know, I'm here doing this, and I'm having this experience, not eating. My father's servants are living better than I'm living. Now watch what is happening. He's having an, an aha moment. Yeah. And we have to have that aha moment. He looked back. He said, you know what? I'm going to go back. I've done wrong. I'm not going to go back just to try to be my father's son. I want to go back and let him just take me in as a servant. And if he will do that, I'll be happy. He goes back. His father takes him in. But here's what the, the, the scripture said. He came to himself. Ugh. My goodness. There are people listening to this show all over the world who need to come to themselves. He had a reference point of what it was like somewhere back home. What if we don't have a place where we could say, well, who cares about me? I don't have that reference point. But your coming to yourself is not going to be the way this guy, because he had a father who was wealthy. It will be something in your life that will give you that aha moment. And when it happened, don't debate it. Mm -hmm. Start walking toward the aha moment. And he had the experience of being restored fully. So that's what we're talking about, coming to ourselves in order so we can live our true self and get rid of the ego trying to live for us. And then we may be able to say, this is what I want is my destiny. This is what I want to ma manifest in my life. This is the relationship I want. Other thing is, how can you have a great relationship and you're meeting a person who the ego is running them? Mm -hmm. And the ego is running you and you're trying to meet and neither one of you are meeting the true self. You're only meeting the facsimile or the false version of both of you. And that's when people sometimes go and get married in relationship because they want it. And somebody start changing one or the other and they don't know that person. Well, you know, uh, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that fear was the common thread and the foundation of the ego. So in relationships, when you have two people coming together, they want to show that ego perspective because really 
they their perception is if I really show you my real version of the real deal of who I am, then you may not choose me. And and so for li- that, that that for listeners that applies to you know maybe changing careers, uh, you know purchasing a new home, all of the above. Like the prodigal son, he changed his thinking, and and you, and you called it conditioned thinking. He broke that pattern and said, "What am I doing here? I'm better than this." And he began to gradually change his thinking, which changed his action. And that is, you mentioned the word conditioned thinking. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have passed over that last week. Conditioned thinking is thinking where I did not know that it was happening to me. It's the Pavlo's dog. The man rings the bell, give the dogs some meat. And he, every time he rings the bell, he gives him meat and he'll come running. Then after a certain period of time, he didn't give him any meat. Now, here's the key. Every time he came to eat the meat, dogs always salivating, just this mouth running all over. And at a certain point, he didn't have any meat. But when he rang the bell, the dog came running and he was still salivating. And that means the process has conditioned him. What have you continued to salivate doing in your life? Since you were a child or a teenager, we got to change the conditioning. So we all recondition us in the direction of our true self. The principle work. Sure does. Wow. You know, that's amazing. I I had a phone call just today from a person who was behind on their mortgage. And uh, I told him, he said, this is what he said. He said, I won't ever be in this position again. And so kind of like the prodigal son, he has begun to change his thinking around abundance and prosperity and what he should have and what his spiritual birthright is. And so he's really creating from his, the new version of who he is, the real authentic version, more abundance and prosperity in his life because he came to himself with his thinking. Came to his real self. And that's mm-hmm. what we want to emphasize. Begin to look and be expectant of having your aha moment. You say, I don't need an aha. That's the thing about conditioning. We don't know about it. The other example I'll give, they said, you can take a pot of boiling water Throw a frog in it and he'll jump out immediately. Mm. Put the cold water in there. Put the frog in the cold water and slightly heat it. And the frog gradually would not move because he did not feel the heat. So he did not know he was being cooked. Mm. So there may be some of you think, oh, I got it all together this way. You may be in the warm water being cooked to the level that you can't realize that you are not living your true self. The ego has long since been running your show. Yeah, that's something. Well, you know, last time uh, we talked a little bit about coming to ourselves from the inside out. You know, I'm a big inside out person. Uh, I, I, I say that's transformation and that's permanent change. So, 
you, I think you mentioned that change only happens from the inside out. What can you share with listeners about that? Well, first of all, it happened from the outside in to make my personality and my or my not only my personality, but to make my ego work. That was from an outside. All sure the people was. who were saying you should be this. The first thing it said in that looking glass thing, once they she looked out or he looked out, they were looking to see whether the people were going to accept them. So they were she were working and changing her life based on uh, what was coming from the outside in. So in this situation from the inside out, it's looking at what's on the inside of me and deciding that what's coming out of me is greater than what's coming into me. And that's where it's a, for the lack of a better word, it's a version of ourselves that changes us into whatever it is we perceive. Now, here's here's where the thought factory come in again. As a person thinks. So are they. You start your thinking right from the inside and be careful who you listen to, Mm -hmm. because even though you're listening to them, it's coming from the outside. How many people have changed and did something because somebody else wanted them to do it and you didn't have the courage to change it because you 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 felt you would lose it and you would disappoint them? The inside out said, I'm changing for the good from the inside And that's going to be sufficient enough because I have the thoughts to go along with my beliefs. And so the ego, that's why so many people say, well, you know, if I just had a a big house, plenty of money, if I was a baller, if I had it going on, if I was a size zero, all of that's outside. And we know just from celebrities and famous people that it never works because it's outside. Absolutely. And as you as you said, it's we believe. But, but the interesting thing about it, when we start saying it could happen, we are believing it from the outside in because it's 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 not from the inside out. The ego is already behaving based on this programming and conditioning. And we can't. There was a statement that uh, Stephen Covey used to have of the statement. You can't talk your way out of a problem that you behaved yourself into. Wow. Think about that. Go ahead. Yeah. So give us some tips about how to do that from the inside out, because most of us have been focused on outside. I'm going to lose weight because my husband wants me to lose weight. That's outside. Absolutely. Uh, So what would that look like changing from the inside out? I was looking at that prior to the other lady by the name of Jessie Beltran, and she had some nice things. She Uh said change only only happened from the inside out. Mm. It didn't say change can. She emphasized the only. Sometimes I'll know something, but someone just used the right word. And she said, here, here are six things. And I want you all to pay attention. I did. Nothing ever change changes until I change. Mm. Now, you say that's simple. But you can't change just by wanting to. You got to have a vision of what you want to change to. And that way, you see, change the external circumstances that are making you unhappy if you're unhappy. 
And keep in mind that whatever role you are playing in that unhappiness will continue unless you change. Everything that's bothering you now and making you unhappy, they will continue. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to stop. That's one. Two, it says, if you want true change, listen to this one, go to the mirror and face yourself. Mm, back that's to the a, mirror that's a, again. That's a hard thing to do. Mm. Sometimes I go and look in there and I say, who's in there? Mm. Who's in there? Or are you wanting to come out and live in a way that I'm not allowing you to? And I do that often because in the mirror, sometimes I have to be say, yeah, guy, that's you. You you can't you can't put on makeup and 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 and, and change the essence of who you are. You can change your outside look. That's one. The other one I like. She said, "Avoid." Now this is it. He said, "Avoid a real self versus ideal self war." Sometimes you say, "This is my real self," and this is my ideal self, and you create a war between which one you are. That is not, don't, don't try to create wars between your real and ideal self because what you're doing is good for the ego because the ego got more experience working as you than your true self had working at you. Isn't that a sad situation? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleading. Uh, and then take it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. You can't, you, 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 you can't microwave this change step by step and the key here <coughs> is transformational change is created through what you do daily I know Constance is constantly telling you from time to time do something daily and she has a great record of uh, uh, mission boards uh, vision, uh, board. vision boards <laughs> she has all kinds of talking things and she I'll send something. She said, oh, what I'm going to do with this thing you sent me for the day, I'm going to take an hour and that's going to be my meditation for this morning. You have to be diligent about that. Well, you know, you and I talked about the process and I want to say to listeners, sometimes we like, oh, well, OK, I'm going to hurry up and change my ego and let my authentic self come out because I want to manifest all of these things. But you and I share James Powers that enjoying the unfolding and the discovering and the adventure of the process to me is just as important as that big manifestation. See, uh, when I was, when I, when I was taking my children to on vacations and driving, I was into the journey more than I, we did when we start flying. Mm. We just had, Go to the airport, get in the plane, and get in some seat next to somebody who's snoring. But in the car, we could go and take our time laughing, saying because it was the journey. Yeah. When we get to the point of enjoying the journey, the destination takes care of itself. That is so true. Nothing but the truth. Now I want to go back to thoughts because you talked about you know, the product of sun and how we have conditioned thoughts and conditioned ways of thinking. And I know you have shared with me something about something you have read in Forbes magazine about defeating thoughts. So what role or how can listeners begin to identify defeating thoughts and 
change them to that more authentic real self? Well, I want you to know that one of the things that you work to that works against us is the fact that any thought we have that are inconsistent with where we're going, that becomes a thought that works against your purpose. And it is self-defeating, not just in one area. That's the thing about bad thoughts. It doesn't just work in one area. I use a cancer term. It metastasizes in all areas of your life. And here's what I want you to think about. It, she, she, was, she did a great job. She said the quality of our thoughts impacts not only how we behave and interact with the world, but how we see ourselves. Now, not the only way how we interact with it, start working on how we begin to see ourselves and ultimately what we believe we are capable of. Wow. Mm. You start seeing your capability once your the quality of your thoughts change. My goodness. That's why it's so important. To identify and work on your self-defeating thoughts. There are thoughts that you think and you don't do anything with them but saying, oh, I was just thinking. You have to speak the opposite of a negative thought into your being so that you don't break a habit. You replace it. So when you have a thought that's inconsistent with where you're going, pr produce another thought consistent and begin to rehearse that thought. And then that's when you do it. And they tell this one of the things they ask you to do. Imagine Think of this now. Imagine who you would be without your fears and doubts. Mm. What would you do? I want you to keep this question on your lips every day, two or three days. What would I do? Someone came, a minister came to our church one day and said, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Mm -hmm. And we're saying, imagine. Stop confusing honesty for truth. I'm going to just go ahead and be honest and say things that you shouldn't be saying. I'm just being real. Yeah, sometimes you're repeating things that are real that turns out to be conditioning things for your going backwards instead of forward. Do good, she said, even if you don't feel great. That is so powerful. But if we don't have an image of what great and good look like, guess what? We can't afford even to manifest the thoughts of greatness. See, this manifestation is not just for tangible. Sometimes we can't manifest the thoughts we need because we have not gotten used to the idea of seeing from the end. Begin with the end in mind and work backwards. Well, you know, we're talking about identity here, and, and I want to help listeners. I know you had talked to me about writing some words down that would define who who I am. So what can listeners do in that area? Can they, how, how would that help them to identify who they really are and begin thinking like that so that they could switch from the ego to their true version of who they are? Well, well first of all, you say, how, I think you're saying, how can they do that? Mm -hmm. The first thing that I believe that is necessary is to have a clear view, a clear view that what you write down, you write it down not just to put it on a piece of paper. You write it down with the intention of believing that what I'm writing has and will have the opportunity 
to produce after its own kind. Mm -hmm. Treat it as if it was a seed. Mm -hmm. And you never would plant a seed unless you intended that the outcome would be consistent with what you were choosing to plant. Now, I, do you remember that the example we were using this morning? I, I was hoping that I could remember that. But is it possible that when you get this sheet of paper and you put that piece of paper out, you ask yourself a series of questions? Mm -hmm. And if I was asking you, Constance, to, with your order to do that, what would be one of the things that with all of the manifesting, what would be one of the top questions you'd have on your list that we were talking about now? I guess my top question would be, what, what is my purpose for, the, for 2019? What, who do I need to become in order to walk out that purpose? And what do I really believe about myself in walking that out? So that would be kind of where I would identify what my thoughts are. And the, and the key to that for me has always been not that just you were doing it. It's almost like the vision. This has to be a proclamation, not a statement of good, of, of good intent uh, when good intent is is proper, but sometimes what you've done, you have been extraordinarily good at doing this listing things and putting things on paper. So we're, if we're asking you to begin the process, and I'm going to give them to you before before I leave, but I wanted to get the mindset. Get a, Would you be willing all over the world to say, I'm going to take time during the course of the day, and I'm going to deal with my life you see, you can make a list and not have the intention of that list dealing with your life. And so when they write this down, just kind of like what I said, they would have to really deal with how do I really see myself walking in my purpose over the next 90 days? You know, does my image and my thinking and my identity align with, you know, what I'm saying? So that's what they're doing really going deep within and just really, like you said, uh, looking in the mirror to see what the real deal is. It's, it's really a situation where it cannot be academic. Yeah. Is, you, you are, I mean, it's academic, but this is a place where you are going to the depths of looking inward. See, we don't have yet, I believe, that's why the ego works so well. The ego has all the history of 20, 30, 40, and 50 years. And we can't stop and be aware of what is it in me that makes me happy. How many people could just sit down and say one of those things? What is it that makes me happy? And the other day I was preparing for this and I said there are many people don't know happy. They know laughter about things, but they don't know happy. So make a list of those things. Look at them. But when you make the list, don't judge the list. Don't judge what you're putting on the list. Make the list with the intention that this is a seed. 
I'm asking myself a question. And once you've done that, make the proclamation and let that be your way of saying it has already happened. The old idea of believing that you receive before you actually get it is the central, central way to make things happen in your life. And so I would say, you know, with the example that I gave, so I would say that I have I received fully the download about how to walk out my purpose for 2019. I have the revelation, insight, strength and tools to be and to do my purpose in 2019. So I put it in after they identified, I put it in a proclamation, proclamation, I got that out, or declaration form to speak it out. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And make, absolutely. And you, you, the, the, the way, one of the other things in doing this is you have to ask yourself a question that you are not used to asking yourself. And one of them for me is always, how do I define myself? Because that's always going to go back to your identity. And most people aren't willing to ask that question. And it may be because there is, there may be some, some, some hurts somewhere along the way. Um, when you get ready to define yourself, don't define yourself only through your profession and the way you work. Because if you if you define ourselves by what we do, our profession, our work, it oversimplifies our complexity. You're basically saying it's all about what I do in my work. No, you are saying not about what I do, with all the ways that you can do this, do it around the issue of your identity. It's who you are, not what you do. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. We just got about five minutes. This went by too fast. And let's Uh, share with listeners. (laughs) You know, you said earlier, we're just planting the seed of this information, of this revelation in the lives of people. And once they marinate in it, then the spirit will will really help that to grow and transform uh, their lives individually. So, uh, so what are some ways or some things that people can do to begin to destroy uh, the impact of the ego in our lives? Give us a couple. Okay. One of the ones we do remember it's a ven- the venomous ego. Put a negative on it. First of all, always feel like you need to know something new. Mm-hmm. That makes you do it. Choose purpose over passion. That's one of the lists I had that was just good. Shun the comfort of talking and go to work. Don't be so conceited or proud that it leads you away from your destiny. It's easy for pride, the ego to work pride. Don't let that happen. Focus again, as we said, on the present moment, not just the story. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that I thought I would did is say, give others recognition, but don't give it so you can get recognition. That's good. Self-talk. 
what's going on in your head often without you stopping it. You just got to be aware of it because that's where the thoughts begin to condition you because you're not trying to stop it. Uh, I would want you to consider taking control of yourself by being eager not to control others. When you because the ego is looking for a way to control other people because that's what it does. Uh, there was one I saw earlier. It said, don't be deceived by recognition and money and success. Stay sober. Yeah. Th this is just so good. <laughs> we need two hours, you know, <laughs> instead of one. And you have just shared some amazing, life-changing, transforming truths. And and so, you know, just in a couple of minutes, what would like what would be like the summary or the last words you would like to share with people about their ego and allowing that authentic self to really just emerge? Two things, and I'm going to quote, all work leaves our hands at some point. Ego wants to control everything. Don't forget that. Mm -hmm. Ego wants to coke everything. One of the gentlemen named Frank Shamrock said, ego, ego is an evil thing. Confidence, he said, is important, but ego is something false. Humility is one of the ways you ought to build your confidence. Be humble. Mm -hmm. And ego is hugely dangerous in this sport of doing this because if you're running on ego, and you are not running on good, clean emotions or cause and effect, mm -hmm. you bypass it to support a false idea. And he said, it's all garbage. The ego is garbage to, to control you like that. And I'll leave it with this. Your ego can become an obstacle to your work. If you start believing in your greatness, it is death to your creativity. Mm. So the final statement of all would be don't minimize the ego control in your life. Follow the principle and go forward without the ego's control in your life. Step by step, moment by moment. Well, you know, I, I just want to I know you've been changed through just doing these two shows, James Powers, you shared that with me and, and so have I. And I, I'm, I'm going to say transformed. I like right. that better. And, and, and for listeners, I'm going to really encourage you to listen to this over and over and over again and take notes and sit with it and allow the spirit of God to say, look at this or or notice this or change your thinking about this. And and I just know, uh, James Powers, that when people do that, uh, manifestation and destiny would just sort of uh, organically begin to unfold in their lives. And I just want to thank you for, for the work and the effort and the time that you've taken to share this revelation knowledge with us. And I know just me personally, I didn't know how much I had was, I was allowing the ego to really be in the driver's seat of my life, but that is stopping for sure. 
Well, I appreciate it. The reason we don't know it, because the ego is so much a part of us, we don't recognize it as other. So true. Well, everybody, um, tell five of your friends. Thank you so much, James Powers, about this show. And remember, once again, you can visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and send us an email and I will forward it to James Powers about how his teaching on on the ego is really helping you and, and transforming your life. And, you know, my email is Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Uh, also, send me an email regarding, you know, your manifestations and just a general transformation that's happening in your life as a result of listening to the Think, Believe and Manifest talk show. So as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but you're one with God, one with all there is, one with the absolute love supporting and guiding you. And this week, I want you to think and say, condition your mind to think and say, my highest good is manifesting in my life today. Make it a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.